1: This episode
2: of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 8, episode 26.
3: This is Writing Excuses, pre-writing with E.J. Patton.
4: 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And
3: we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. And this is E.J., also known as Eric Patton. Hello, Eric. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for being willing
5: to be on the podcast. Tell us briefly about what you write. Uh, All right. So I write uh, middle grade fiction. So sort of like the Percy Jackson, Harry Potter stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, My first book came out last September. It's called Return to Exile. The second book comes out uh, soon. (laughs) Uh, It's called uh, The Legend Thief, and uh, it's part of the Hunter Chronicles series. Excellent. All right. You
3: said you really do a lot of pre-writing. So we're going to talk about pre-writing. What do you mean by pre-writing?
5: Alright, so I, I do a lot of development. I actually have an undergrad degree in film and so that's okay. kind of the background that I come ah. from and so I, I do a lot of sort of uh, different activities to kind of get my brain going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I start with sort of concept and move through a, a, a character and I do a lot of character work and ask uh, several questions. Uh, you know, who are they what, do they? what do they want? And really focus on the goals and sort of evolving the plot from that. So that's kind of, the, uh, that's okay. kind of what I mean in a nutshell.
3: Well, let's talk about concept. What do you mean by concept?
5: Uh, so concept, I think a simple concept includes uh, sort of a milieu statement, plot statement, mm-hmm. character statement, right? Okay. Uh, An X does Y at Z. Okay. Where do sim- you get those simplest uh, plot stuff? I I I sort of made a lot of it up. So okay. Uh, the terms and stuff. <laughs> no, I no, no, no. where do you get your your hooks? Where do you get your? Oh, like the the, the yeah. concept stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, so <laughs> I thought you meant like the process stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh no. Um. No, I I uh, I kind of uh, just. There are different sources, I mean, Mm -hmm. I sort of like pay attention to things around me and kind of draw from the environment and where things come from. But um, mainly it's by just sort of reading and I sort of like get these sparks and and then I try and translate that into a a concept. Through through a little bit of the
6: process with Return to Exile, which I've read and really enjoyed. It's kind of a monster hunter kind of a thing. Tell us where some of those ideas came from, and and how you put them together into a story.
5: All right. So, have you guys read H.P. Lovecraft? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I, I'm assuming that you're like in on the Lovecraft stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I, the basic concept of this is sort of Cthulhu for kids. Okay. Right.
3: All right. So, yeah.
5: I wanted to create something that was sort of original and 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 novel. And I started with the basic monsters. I started with mm-hmm. vampires and werewolves and dragons, and then. I said, you know, I don't want to do that. Like, everybody is doing that. And I said, I want to do something else. And I actually looked at doing a Lovecraftian book. Uh-huh. And then I said, I don't want to use his mythology either. And so I came up with my own mythology and evolved it within the, the course of the book. And so I'm referencing stories that don't really exist, like the evil echo of Solomon Rose, and mm-hmm. the shadow wargs of Wimple. And then I'm creating okay. these creatures that are from these stories that actually inhabit this world. And there's this group called the Hunters of Legend that sort of track these creatures down. So I, I drew from existing works like uh hp lovecraft like Mm -hmm. uh, tolkien i tried to create this sort of complex history and backstory so i sort of use those as springboards to get into these other things and then i just tried to figure out how i can make it different uh, and how i can make it sort of original and uh and then things sort of just snowball from there and i get into the concepts uh by just trying to kind of encapsulate what i'm doing and uh, sort of like an after the fact thing right
4: so it sounds to me like you've got all kinds of uh uh, world building of mythos yes. happening, happening up front. Um, do you do that before you know what shape the story itself is going to take, before you have any idea what the plot hook is?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of get that initial concept, right? What's the idea? What's it going to be? Um, and then I start looking at the world. And then now, my, my original process, I created sort of this lighthearted adventure for my first draft. And I managed to get an agent with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Malk with Writers Houses, who's, okay. who's repping mm. me. And then I, uh, I I worked with him and uh, I came up with kind of a new way to, to write it, to do the development process. And uh, it went from this lighthearted adventure to sort of this deep, epic, sort of darker story. Um, and the way that I did that is I completely changed the way that I, I wrote it. Um, and. So, the uh, you guys are all, like looking at me. You guys okay. can't see them looking at me, but they're yeah, looking at me. We're all right. staring <laughs> at you. We're they're like, they're like is he going to get
3: kids. to a point soon? No, no. This, this guy <laughs> is dangerous. Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> Completely no, we're all spellbound. thinking we wish we'd thought of Cthulhu for the
6: kids.
4: Yeah, <laughs> so have,
3: You too <laughs> can be driven mad by the is Elder that, Gods. Is that <laughs>
4: Cthulhu spelled with a K? Yes.
3: Uh, Actually, no. Cthulhu is um, Cthulhu is public domain. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying
4: yeah. that Cthulhu for kids with two Ks. Oh, yeah. the
3: Cthulhu Kids Club.
4: Yeah, Oh, there's three Ks. Yeah, Let, you no, know. No, what? Let's just go there. This is very dangerous fair. here. Yeah,
5: this <laughs> is this is moving completely out of middle grade into a different area. <laughs> Mary, you were going to say something.
2: Uh, I I'd was going to. S- um, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was going to say that this is very interesting. Uh, oh, okay. When he was protesting that we were all looking at him. Um, so, so one of the things that I was curious about when you were talking about concepts is that they sounded very much like what other people describe as elevator pitches. Are they closely related, or do
5: you... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of like I try and get it down to a really simple statement. Um, I try and take all of these different ideas and get it at that high concept level that if I was going to pitch somebody, this is kind of what I would say. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do that initially. Initially, I just sort of like came up with this idea about... Uh, kids that get the powers of their Halloween costumes and then it evolved into the story that's completely different <laughs> and has nothing to do wait, with that. Wait, so that, that's been abandoned? That, that story? Yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah everyone's like oh there's our oh, writing, oh, the uh, writing, writing prompt for the end. There's our writing prompt. That's our writing prompt
3: for the end. So, you're probably gonna write that story someday though actually. I, I
5: don't know. I sort of like transitioned out of it and now mm-hmm. I have this like thing about going back and doing it again. I don't, I don't know if mm-hmm. I'll ever return. Kids to who it.
3: get their, their get powers from their Halloween
5: costumes. Yeah save Halloween.
6: Yeah. yeah. That's cool. that's good. Okay so um you you did a lot talk about world building, you talked a little bit about plot. At what point did the characters come into this process? Okay,
5: so that was actually the big mm-hmm. aha moment for me is w- when I transitioned from this lighthearted adventure to this more epic story. Um, it came in by focusing on the characters first. So I actually went back and rewrote the story. I kept the first paragraph that's wow. it between the first draft and the second draft. Ooh, I did that, everything ouch. but the first paragraph, and it was because I went back and looked at the characters, and I started with the characters this time, rather than looking at the world or the plot or anything mm-hmm. else. And I tried to make them as interesting as possible. And and it was really the main mentor figure, uh, Phineas mm-hmm. T. Pimms School, that kind of launched that for me. Okay, um, and he kind of just he got the ball rolling on the character side. And he's this quirky, eccentric guy. He's lived for hundreds of years and he wears a monocle and and a frock coat. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, all right. and he's, he's kinda he's kinda
7: weird.
3: All right. Um, let's go ahead and do our book of the week, which is going to be your book. Woo! Um, so this there is not an audible. Um, there's not a, any uh, an audio book of this, so we can't actually promote an audible. Um, but uh, they can find it in all bookstores, I assume.
5: Yes, yes, it's it's available everywhere. The title is uh, Return to Exile, The Hunter Chronicles, Snare One. So this Hunter Chronicles is the series. Okay.
4: And just to just to educate our our listeners, uh, what's the pitch? Okay, the... The, 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 yeah.
5: the high level concept, it's about kids that uh, use weapons made out of garbage to hunt creatures.
3: Weapons made out of garbage. Weapons hey, nice. made
5: out of garbage. They make their own weapons to hunt these creatures down. And okay. these are things like Shadow Wargs and Wargaroos and all sorts of new and kind of cool to stuff. To hunt mythical creatures. <laughs> not mythical creatures. Not bunnies
4: yeah. and lizards and roaches. No. No,
5: though. Are, are you going to write that story? Because that's kind of. <laughs> we use garbage to hunt rabbits. <laughs> 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 like that. That's what uh, John Cleaver did as a child. So. <laughs> the yeah, then tortured them horribly.
3: All right. Um, let's expand this out, other kinds of pre-writing things. Does anyone in the, um, the podcast, uh, you, Eric, or anyone else, use any kind of um, methods or tricks or exercises to get things flowing early on?
6: Yeah, I've talked yeah. about this a little bit before, but one of my favorite tricks is to write monologues from the point of view of my characters. So mm. This was integral to getting John Cleaver right but I've done it for other stuff as well. Um, you know, scenes that are not any part of the outline, just let the characters talk for five or six
5: pages so that I can get a good sense of who they are and what their voice sounds like.
3: Okay. Eric, have you ever done anything like this?
5: Yeah, I, I do that uh, quite a bit. I'll just you know, write a couple of sequences or chapters in somebody's voice just to get sort of a sense of who they are. Mm-hmm. And I do that as part of the character work before I get into sort of the plot development, three-act structure stuff and, and all that kind of fun
4: development stuff. I will regularly, for the comic, uh, it, it doesn't really qualify as pre-writing because I end up using it, but mm-hmm. I'm writing it before I know where things are going. Uh, I need to find out if this character knows how to deliver a joke. I, and so I'll, <laughs> I'll write a few strips, uh, noodling around and exploring a concept and a character, and uh, uh, and if they're keepers, you know, if the scripts themselves work, I'll go ahead and draw pictures on them and, and put them on the web. Uh, and it's, it. I mean, I'm, I, I free write, I discovery write my way into all kinds of messes that I then have to outline my way out of. Um, when I'm writing, when I'm writing prose, uh, I'll start with, yeah, POV, voice, tense, experiment a little bit, write a page and just see how I like it. So, but I don't put those on the internet. <laughs> you know, most
3: of my prewriting, um, from this sense takes the form of writing a few chapters that I prob, know I probably will not end up using. Um, they're not monologues like dance because they're usually in third person, which is, uh, you know, how I prefer generally to write. Uh, but they are a chapter that I just know isn't going to end up in the book. And I do end up cutting them almost all of the time, but it's like a, I have to get the ball rolling somehow. Um, otherwise, I don't actually do any of this sort of, you know, free write on this exercise or things like that. I, um, I will sometimes go and say, I'm going to write a short story now and see where it goes to just kind of keep myself fresh, uh, that's a different thing for me.
2: Yeah, what I'll do sometimes is that I will, uh, once I come up with the, the concept, that I'll, um, it's not exactly free writing. I, I kind of free associate, but in mm-hmm. written form, where I, I take, you know, try to figure out who my character is, who can be hurt by it, and then start asking why questions. Like, mm-hmm. why, why did they get here? Who are they related to? Um, and what do they want? And, and sometimes I'll toss out several iterations of what do they want. Mm. Uh, to figure out which one I can I can really drive yeah Um, but it's it is written in a way that makes no sense to anyone but me yeah Yeah,
5: that's that's actually I I, I do that a lot I mean I I have four questions that drive almost my entire story and it's it's who are they what do they want how are they going to get it and what's stopping them from Mm -hmm. getting what they want, what's getting in their way. So I'm looking at the conflict. I get milieu. I get plot out of that. I get motivation, drivers. Mm -hmm. And I ask that for my protagonist, and then I move and I ask it for the antagonist. uh, And I sort of flip between the characters, and then I kind of map the relationships between them. I use a lot of, like, Excel spreadsheets and that sort of thing. Really? Lay that out into a... uh, I would love into, to see that. Sometime. <laughs> you actually outline in spreadsheet. I, I outline in spreadsheet. Yeah, I, I have tons of spreadsheets with. Uh, you just sure you aren't
3: an accountant? Lots of screenwriter.
5: I, I do. I have an MBA. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't want to admit that. There we go. It I, sort of I, got uh, me more structured in thinking. I, I do most
6: of my outlining in in Excel as well. Do yeah? And I, I don't I have an this? MBA. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, if I if I've got multiple plot threads going, mm-hmm. I'll totally do them in Excel just because then I get easy columns that I can work with. Interesting. All right. You know,
4: Larry Korea is an mm-hmm. accountant. Um, and is featured in a G.I. Joe comic book. Oh really? As the yeah. as the G.I. Joe accountant whose name is <laughs> spreadsheet. spreadsheet. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> it is it's true. Larry
6: Korea is a G.I. Joe. No. Yep. Wow. They, the, the 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 artist <laughs> asked him for a photo, and so it's even modeled on him. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, that's so awesome.
3: Okay, okay that's... that's funny. Uh, I want to be a G.I. Joe.
2: Yeah, it's funny, you know, the, the different <laughs> markers that there yeah. are for someday I'll be a real writer win. Yeah. I didn't know that that was one of them that I wanted. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and but now, now I'm, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm now all reminded all of that line from uh, uh, the Disney movie Hercules, mm-hmm. where uh, Hercules is talking to his father, Zeus, and says, I'm an action figure. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
3: So, Eric, you uh, mentioned 3-act format, something you, I assume, learned in screenwriting classes. Yes. So you will go through, before you start writing, and outline it
5: in 3-act? Yeah, yeah. I I actually, I I will do all the character work stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I create just all these different sort of random bits. That's why I track it in all the spreadsheets and stuff. And uh, I try and figure out how I can sort of display these different... Activities between characters, these relationships, mm-hmm. what do those things look like, and then I take and I lay it out into the the three act structure so i 'm using like you know the normal world inciting incidents, right. first act turning point, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, and just kind of work it out that way to help me get it a little bit more organized um, and i don 't necessarily cling to that uh, mm-hmm. the structure i 'm not that structured about it um, at, at heart i 'm really kind of a discovery writer. I had to okay. force myself to do this other stuff in order to get good at it and actually tell a good story.
3: You, did you feel it helped? Um, yes.
5: Yeah. It, it, it helps a lot. I mean, um, it, it can be limiting. I mean, because it's, it's really, it's a film thing and it doesn't mm-hmm. translate directly into writing yeah. books. Uh, and so you, you kind of have to figure out how to use it and which parts are helpful. And I really think kind of the first act piece is probably the, the best.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Part to
5: use in writing books. It's just figuring out. There's a normal world. There's an inciting incident that kicks off the story, mm-hmm. and there's a turning point that sets everything off in the story. So, I mean, even just knowing that helps tremendously. I think. Do You do character dossiers. I I I actually did that in the business world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one of the things I did. Uh, but I don't do it a lot for um, my uh, in in writing. I, I don't I don't like sit down and create and like roll characters or anything like that. I don't right. Know. I'm not sure that's what you were getting at. No, no, but, no. no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, as a little,
3: some authors use them. I find them more used outside of published authors than inside among published authors. But some like to have a series of questions they ask about every character that they fill out so they know what the character's favorite food is or whatever is important to them yeah, um, I... that they can just flip through the pages. So I, I tend to like to ask this question just to see if I can find people who are actually doing it. It does seem like something that would work, but um, but I just don't see it yeah, being I, used.
2: Yeah, I keep a spreadsheet where I jot down like when I discover something about my character mm-hmm. where I will add it yeah um, to the sheet so that I remember that they like it but I tend to not actually want to get too deep in my characters mm. sometimes which is strange so that um,
3: See, I've thought Dan's characters are the ones we don't want to get too deep yeah, into. No, <laughs> yours are no. usually quite pleasant. Thank
0: you.
6: Well, um, the problem of getting too deep into a character is that it can be very confining. Yes, yeah. exactly. But like Mary yeah. was just saying, when I discover something new about my characters, that's what you're always doing as a writer. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. you write a scene and go, oh, well, I didn't realize that this dude liked Chinese food.
3: I'll put that into the spreadsheet. Yeah, See, now that you know. is the discovery writer way of talking about it. It's all the same, <laughs> but the um, the writer you know, the, the outliner writer, like I am, never says that. Says, huh, if they liked Chinese food, it would make this point of the plot later on better. I'll add that in here.
2: Yeah, yes, I do both. It's just, it's just yeah. a matter of
3: way you talk yeah. about it. I never say, oh, I just discovered they like Chinese food. The discovery writers say stuff like that all the time. But see, that doesn't make sense to me, and I have <laughs> yeah. to ask
6: you this question. If you're, mm-hmm. They're sitting down to eat, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what they're eating. Do you still have that in your
3: outline? Or do you just
6: make nah. it up and say, oh, they're eating peanut they're butter and this, jelly sandwiches. It doesn't matter. I'm, and he yeah. doesn't like it. Yeah. Okay. And then you've just discovered that he doesn't like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches.
3: No, I haven't because that's not a discovery to me. That's... <laughs> That's discovery is something wonderful that this is just what I need to do for the character to get to to the points that are cool. I don't
4: like 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 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wonderful.
3: But see, we've already we've already (laughs) talked about the fact that Dan outlines more than I do. But I do think Dan's more of a discovery writer at heart and I'm more of an outliner at heart. I'm always looking for the pieces that will make the gears turn better.
4: Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. what
3: I'm searching for and, and trying to build the, the framework in a better way. I'm not getting excited that, um, you know, that I've discovered things.
5: Right, well. Do you guys ever have like a discovery outline or brawl off or anything like no, that? No, because is, as we just pointed yeah. out, I outline he more than he does. I outline
6: in <laughs> spreadsheets for crying yeah, out loud. he outlines so more than like I do. The And man. yet, I'm more of a discovery writer than author. he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is there's like, it's such a bizarre manuality. spectrum yeah.
3: of where you, where you fall on that spectrum could it's like a four D rendering now in our heads. Yes, we're out of time here. Um, I think we will go ahead and use my that.
4: character dossiers are in a wiki That's online. True. Yes, you get to look that the them up. fans <laughs> that the fans contribute to, yeah. so that I'm not uh, responsible for to... tracking what the information. Is what is
3: Tagon's favorite food? Well, if I've mentioned it, someone will say. Yes, no they one will. mentioned it. Good, I can go ahead and say exactly. <laughs> all right okay so writing
6: prompt is uh, we're gonna do the kids
3: yeah unless the the, the, yeah costumes? the halloween costumes Mag- we'll just do magical and or scientific you know you know power armor or something the 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 costumes do something cool and the kids didn't know that they would this has been writing excuses you're out of excuses now go right